The Boise Bubble Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast, where we talk all things Treasure Valley. We're your hosts, Shane and Natalie Plummer. Welcome back to the conversation. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Boise Bubble. We're doing something new today. Um, We are going to be offering something called bonus bubbles. And basically, they're just little conversations between Shane and I on some of the topics that uh, come up sometimes in other podcasts, sometimes in your comments, things that you would like us to discuss things that you'd like us to elaborate on. And we're going to do our first one today. And we're going to be talking a little bit with Shane because uh, Shane's had a little bit of a a life change Mm. um, (laughs) the last couple weeks. Um, We know that COVID has changed a lot of things for a lot of people. And one of those things is the way that they think about employment and their relationship with their employers. And Shane, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's been going on with you? Yeah. Well, to summarize, I quit my job. <laughs> you did. How long had you been there? Let's get that really succinct. I quit my job. Almost 11 years I was there. Um, yeah, it had been a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason we, we came to Idaho from Tennessee was that this company um, hired you to come over and basically oversee building um, projects. Construction stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, it was kind of a big deal after so long, but, uh, it's kind of fun to talk about it. I like the idea of sharing some thoughts and getting it out there and talking to a lot of people at my work. And then, uh, it seems like there's a bazillion articles lately about just how people are looking at work differently. Like you said there, uh, I think that maybe the opportunity to work from home or some of the restrictions that COVID kind of imposed on us made us think about our work environments differently Yeah, and what we're expecting sure. out of them. Uh, I know that a lot of people will realize, oh, there's flexibility here that it's never been offered. And people have been pretty loth to let that go, to just return back to the way it was. Uh, the way that Americans work in general, a lot of, uh, a lot of especially European countries, look at us like we are just crazy. The insane amount of work, the pressure, the speed at which we kind of head into our careers. Um, I think some people are, are rethinking that. Yeah, I'd say that we're probably only rivaled by, I don't know, maybe um, Japan, China, and kind of their culture of work and self-identification, mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, I, I know that a lot of the people that I talked to, it was um, they lo- uh, the unintended consequence of working from home was spending more time with your family and having more flexibility in your schedule and having to um, not being so rigidly dictated by you know sitting in a seat and uh, getting certain things done by a clock, but um, it definitely started to change the way that I thought about work a little bit. We've been talking, well, we've been reading just lately. Uh, I think the New York post posted last week about New York times, New York times, (laughs) um, about rage quitting, which I thought was really funny. This new term of rage quitting of people just, they can't take it anymore and they just bubble up and then it's just like, I'm out of here. And that that's becoming this thing that's happening. And, uh, and that's it's interesting to see that as a population, we've we're all kind of moving into this place where we're just rethinking a little bit about these relationships. And I know that that 
this isn't new for you. You're not the kind of person who normally will just jump at things. You're you're spontaneous and fun things, but you are a very thoughtful person. Do you want to talk a little bit about this what this process that kind of led you to quit your job? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I should start by kind of start with my baseline, but for better or for worse, I can't help it, but I I tend to look at this employer-employee relationship as a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there are a lot of roles of personal relationships that I see mimicked in work relationships as far as conversations and expectations and, um, you know, something that's mutually beneficial. Um, I kind of come at it from that angle. And sometimes I think it's to my de- to my detriment. I wish that I could have turned a lot of things off and just not, uh, you know, not, not taking things personally or not thought about some things in quite a personal way. But um, in any case, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but a relationship. So uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, the things kind of progressed a little bit and things changed, I think, in how I thought. And um, as we had better conversations, I think that it changed how I thought about my work. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess leading up to it, I'd say that uh, I've had a couple of revelations on the tail end, right? Looking back to the other side, to where it was before I left, um, I've learned a lot of things. Like, um, I think that after being there for so long, I went through these phases of grief, of um, deciding to go. And I forget what the stages of grief are, but you know, um, uh, denial, uh, anger, bargaining, mm-hmm. acceptance. Um, those are some of the steps along the way, but, um, I found I had to really reflect about my reasons for wanting to go. Like I never wanted to be the type of person that would just up and quit a job. Cause I'd always turn it back on myself. And I thought, well, if I were the employer and someone came to me and they just rage quit, right. They said, I'm out of here. Uh, I think I'd be a little bit bummed because the conversation from my side would be, why didn't you talk to me? Why didn't we, uh, I didn't know that you felt like that because you never shared your, you know, where you were standing on the issue. So, um, I always wanted to talk about it, um, with my employer. And in fact, it happened a couple of times that I almost quit my job and thank goodness I decided not to. I remember one time I was traveling, it was right after we had our third kid and it was hard times, and um, I had to leave and meet an owner's rep at a project for a night job. So it was I was going down to Central Colorado, and had to meet him once I think one a.m. on site. And I remember talking to you on the phone on the way there on the drive, and you were crying because things were hard, and I was upset because I thought that I was in an impossible situation. And I thought, you know what, I can make a dollar anywhere in the valley. Uh, I think it's time to to quit. I just need to be done with this. This amount of travel and the frequency is just too much. But um, on the drive back to the airport the next day, I remember thinking, you know what? I'm going to have to have a conversation with my boss. And whenever I sit down with him and I start saying this, how's he going to react to me? And he's probably going to say some of these things that I just said. And I realize I haven't ever talked to him. It's probably not the mature thing for me to do to just just quit if I haven't ever tried to make things better on my own. And so I changed my approach. I sat down with him uh, after I got back and I just said, hey, um, I feel like this is my situation. I've been on the road a lot. I'd love it if there were an opportunity that had less travel, if you could uh, consider me for it. And I didn't get a commitment that meeting, but I thought I'm going to give it two months and see if that materializes into any kind of action. And if it doesn't, then I can feel better about saying, well, I'm out, I told you. And um, But sure enough, after two months, within less than two months, I was on a different project that was local. 
And I don't think I've ever traveled since no. the same way that I did before. Yeah. Uh, I love that idea of just uh, that there has to be some kind of communication. There are obviously has to be someone who's willing to listen. Uh, and now you, before, right before you quit, you were in a different position. You were, you had a whole team under you. Uh, you were definitely higher up in your company. Um, what would you say are some of the, I guess, tipping points that for you, you were starting to think, okay, this might not be a relationship that is uh, something I want to continue? Well, I spent time in a negative mindset, and I'm glad that I got out of it because a negative mindset is all the things that the company owes me, things that they're doing wrong, and a, a bit more of a victim mentality. And a victim mentality is a killer because it's hard to recognize when you're in a victim mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, when everything is about what someone else is doing, that's probably a trigger or a red flag that you're in that um, such a mindset. But um, I kind of thought about it in those terms and thank goodness I got out of it. But the way that I look at it now is my company had a direction that they were going and they wanted to become something. And they had every right to want that, to want to grow and progress and to do certain things. The things that I had been doing at the time, I had a certain skill set and it was wonderful. But as we changed as a company and as the direction changed, the focus on the things that I wanted to do and the things that I was good at doing, it evaporated. And we had to focus on other areas of emphasis, areas that I was good at, but I just, I definitely didn't feel the satisfaction doing uh, these sea bucket task duties that I was asked to do. And if I, push came to shove and I had to put food on the table, would I do it? Heck yeah, I totally do it. But I thought, do I have to do it? I'd love to do, I'd love to get back to what I was good at doing and the things that I felt like I really uh, made a better impact. So um, that's the mentality that I left on is, you know what, it's okay for my company to want something different. Um, and it's okay for me to want something different. And sure enough, I had conversations along the way during the course of the past year letting them know where I stood, how I felt about some of the things, what I was trying to do to change and to kind of be better at what I was asked to, to do, to basically take the suit that they were handing me and try it on and see if it fit. And um, I did it for a long time and I realized it didn't fit. Mm -hmm. And so when you come to that conclusion, which is the hard reality that all of us have to look at in the face at some point is that the things that we're good at doing may not always be needed. They are needed or they're not needed. They're appreciated or they're not appreciated. And so then that gives us the information that we can make some decisions. And the decision that we all have to make is, okay, well, do I stay here doing what I don't necessarily like? Do I have to? Sometimes we have to. Or do I want to roll the dice and try something new somewhere else? And so I had that conversation and we decided to part ways. Yeah. And do you feel like, um, looking back, how do you feel about the whole process? Or, do you have any regrets about anything? I don't feel, feel like I have regrets, but I wish that I could have gotten into a better headspace later. It would have saved me a lot of time of being frustrated. There's been a lot of time being angry or frustrated at... Get it in, a, you mean a new, a better headspace earlier? Yeah, earlier, before I made the decision, or before I really... For, being someplace for 10 years changes how you think. It's like a, it's a serious long-term relationship. Yeah, I mean, about it was kind of like a divorce a little bit. It felt like it, it, it at least a long-term relationship, if not a marriage, but... Um, yeah, it was hard. I was used to working with such amazing people every day. And, um, I love going back there and I love the things that I had been doing for a long time. So it was hard to walk away from that. I feel like I had a good impact on the company and the culture and, uh, kind of what they were becoming, but 
walking away from that was not an easy decision to make. But I wish that I had looked back on it and thought, you know what? It's okay that they want something different. And I wish that I could have acknowledged that and recognized it a lot er earlier. I think that I doubted myself for a long time thinking, no, you're wrong, Shane, in the way that you're looking at things. Um, uh, you need to change yourself. And I think that, that a lot of times there is a necessity to change who we are and to become mature and evolve and gain new skills. But at some point you have to say, it's okay that the company wants something different than you do. And that doesn't make you wrong. That doesn't make the company wrong. It's just a difference in desires and needs. Anyway, I don't think I would have been frustrated for as long as I was. I think I could have let go a little bit earlier, Yeah, maybe. I think that could have been, you know, COVID changed a lot of things. I think you had started to think maybe this isn't the right fit. COVID hit and then everybody just, it was heads down, you know, for I think the whole country. It was just like, let's get through this. Yeah, but at the, the beginning same months time, were... I think everyone started also taking this time to think about things a little more and reevaluating whatever relationship you're in. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting because we've been married 20 years and I've never seen you have a break longer than one week. You've, we, you've taken one week vacations every once in a while. Um, you are on sabbatical. as <laughs> We're calling it now. How many I think that this is week three. I think so. So started we, on Memorial basically, Day. Basically, you're in this kind of indefinite sabbatical where you're kind of weighing your options. And I know that, that there are options. Uh, you, you know, you, you could go uh, back to work um, in your field. You could change fields. Uh, where you're focusing on the podcast, which is uh, doing well. Um, tell me about what you're, you have all this time, all of a sudden. We don't know how long this time's going to be. What are your focuses right now? Well, you, you've, you've kind of been gifted this time of... You don't like me to say unemployment, <laughs> but you are working. I mean, we are, we're doing you know, the podcast and you have some writing engagements, but what, what are your focuses? Cause I've, you're not just waking up and playing video games. You're very intentional about making sure every day is really full, which has been fun for me to watch. It's like seeing you in an entirety different, like, can you tell me a little bit about your plans with your sabbatical? So I've only got three. The first one is to to recharge and to take a mental break. I think that being in a relationship for so long, it changes how you think and sometimes in healthy ways and sometimes in, in unhealthy ways. And I really want to kind of take a little bit of time to recognize how I used to think when I was employed and totally stressed out. What was it about my situation? Like, are there lessons learned? That's what I'm trying to get at is I'd love to articulate some lessons learned looking back how would I do it differently if I have to go into the same situation uh, next time or a similar situation? So I really want to focus on um, lessons learned and primarily shifts in my mindset, shifts in how I think. Now that I'm outside of the situation, do I think differently about it? And how can I take that into the next job? Okay. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I'm trying to do is spend more time with my kids and with you. It's all about time. I think when else am I going to have an opportunity where I have several weeks where I don't have an agenda? When I look back on it to account of how I use that time, what am I going to say? What am I going to wish that I had had done? And mm, I'm convinced I will never look back on it and thought, man, I wish that I had worked more at a job for someone else. <laughs> uh, that's not going to come into my mind. So I'm trying to spend more time with you and the kids. I've got campouts planned with each of the kids individually every week. I did my youngest daughter last week. I take my boy out this week and take my oldest girl out uh, next week. And then you and I will go out the 
the week after that. Mm-hmm. And um, then just repeat. <laughs> rinse and repeat. It's just trying to. And then, so that's number two, time with family and friends. I love that in the middle of the week, if I just want to go hang out with my buddy, I can text him and say, hey, you want to go hang out? Do you want to do something? Do you want to go do lunch? Although I feel like we've been too busy for lunches lately, but. It's surprising how busy we have been. I'm it just, it definitely hasn't been time off. Talk uh, about one of the lessons learned. Like when you take, if you think about your mind as a bucket that's got limited capacity to hold things, uh, you know, work takes up a lot of space. Your family takes up space, bills, doctor's appointments, all these things take, take up space. But your bucket is a limited capacity. Eventually, there's a lot of stuff that cannot get done. And so it just, you can't put it into the bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, when I took work out, and it created this huge void or, I guess, capacity to think and do other things. I was surprised at how quickly it got full. Yeah. With number one, just keeping house. Holy crap, it takes a lot of work just to keep a oh, halfway clean house. Oh, so happy. <laughs> I mean, you're always very helpful. But let's, no, totally. let's be honest. I work from home and I am in charge of the household and the kids and yeah. the shopping and the cleaning and the laundry and all those things. And you're very helpful, but you're not home during the day to see how much it takes. And it's been really fun to be like, Hey, I, I got to go. Can you handle this? Well, there's a lot to unpack there, but I'll just say, <laughs> yes, there is a lot to do. I can agree that there's a ton to do. And then just bills and correspondence and personal emails. Um, there was so much of my life that was just not getting done because work took up so much space. And I understand that you've got to make some sacrifices whenever you're employed by somebody else. But, um, man, I hope to balance that a little bit, bit, bit more in the future where I don't feel like I have to make so many compromises. I don't know what that's going to look like or what that arrangement is going to look like, but um, recognizing that I need more time. Um, I think that I value time more than I value money. That's another yeah, lesson. Yeah, both of us are on that. Yeah. So the third thing that I wanted to focus on is the podcast. Doing this. It's a lot of fun. I love it. I love talking to people. And I love talking to you, too. Oh, I love talking to you. Yeah. It's always fun. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Any Anything that you'd leave people as a as an action item? Uh, I think that if I were to encourage people to do one thing, it would be consciously look at your relationship with your employer and treat it by similar rules that you would treat any other relationship in your life. If you feel unsatisfied, then it's on you. The burden is on you to vocalize that, to say something about it and to come to the table with a plan of how to make it better. And if your best efforts result in positive changes, that's great. You made your situation better. If they don't result in positive changes, then you have choices to make. Do I stay? Do I change? And do I do something else? The final lesson learned that I've had so far, and I'll just spit it out there, is I am amazed at how many opportunities have already presented themselves. Within days. Oh, not even within days. Uh, Just in the first day that I started telling people at work, I could not believe how many leads I got from people. I think that I walked out with three viable leads. Somebody said, oh my gosh, I know that so-and-so, they have an opening. You'd be great for something like this. Let me make a call. Here's a contact number. Um, it It's pretty awesome that there are opportunities out there. I think that COVID had us all kind of freaking out, thinking that maybe uh, we need to tighten the belt and kind of hunker down. But I think that um, a ton of people are hiring and a ton of people are looking for great talent right now, especially in this valley. There's, oh, man. there's a hunger for good, competent people. And if you're a competent person, 
I think that there are a lot of opportunities out there. And I'm not telling you to, get to go quit your job. I'm telling you, have conversations. Make your job. Nobody is in charge of making your job what you want except for you. So if you want to make it different, then you have to do something about it. And you can't quit with a good, with a solid conscious until you've done your best to make it better first. Awesome. I love that. Well, congratulations on your sabbatical. Hey, thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, fun times. And I'm excited that uh, tomorrow we can just go have lunch together if we want to. Love it. <laughs> it's pretty fun. All right. We'll catch you guys later. The Boise Bubble Podcast is sponsored by Volkswagen of Boise. Interested in buying a Volkswagen in the Treasure Valley? Head to www.volkswagenofboise.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time.